Hello. Welcome to ListCast. Where the best things in the world come to be judged. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey everybody. Welcome to motherfucking ListCast. Woo! ListCast. ListCast. It's a competitive list building show. I didn't bring out the fucking trophies that we give out. You get a little thumbs up trophy oh, if nice. your pick ends up being the top pick Ooh. on the episode today. How's everyone doing? Man, I can't complain. That Pretty is Rivers Langley. It is. Indeed it is. This is your first list cast, right? Second. I did Second. one with uh, uh, Quincy uh, and Andy Peters. Oh, uh, the video game. Or no, the wrestlers we one. We did the wrestlers one. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And Where uh, yeah. Quincy picked Chris Benoit. And then and everyone was uh, aghast. <laughs> and then you picked, uh, uh, even though you weren't technically in the uh, the, the the contest, uh, picked uh, Macho Man, and that's what won. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> welcome to ListCast. Yeah, everybody. that's right. Yeah. Ron Swallow's also here. He's done about eighty-five episodes of ListCast yeah, before. At this point, yeah. Goddamn ListCast. I won a veteran. I won a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Ron wins uh, a lot, but I haven't won in this, this in the disco this building, studio, in the new studio. <laughs> so yeah, this I fucking love live I streaming. I shall in bring here. it to this time. Maybe the the list is all of our lists are full of batshit crazy people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're it's doing, gonna be hard. It's gonna be an interesting topic today. We don't normally do topics like this. Yeah, we're talking about the most eccentric celebrities. Yes. of all time. And man, we could do about ten episodes of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. There are so many. Uh, there's there's so many that are like one hit wonders in the eccentricity game. Like there's celebrities that just did one thing that is so right. weird that even if the rest of their lives was fairly normal, you're just like, what was that about? In why this? did we do this? Yeah, I, th yeah. I think I have two people on my list. That is that right? Kind of like that, okay, okay. Where there's just one particular <laughs> moment in their life where it's like, what the fuck? What was this? Like yeah. there's a lot where it's just like minor things, but then sometimes people will just drop a bomb. You know, like uh, I don't know, Bob Dylan comes to mind. You yeah, know, like yeah, Bob Dylan did had some crazy. Crazy years. Yeah, like why, you know, why did you, uh, you know, uh, the Christian whole, the, Bale. the whole, oh, well, yeah, yeah. And he'd had that uh. one thing where he went fucking ape shit on the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an oh, otherwise, yeah. like, fairly normal thing. Although with, with Christian Bale, I'm a little bit worried because he keeps, uh, you know, gaining weight and losing weight. And that's how Tom Hanks gave himself diabetes. Is it really? Yeah, because <laughs> he kept doing that shit. That is bad for Yeah, me. you're supposed to just pick a diet and stick with it and make it nice. So I should go through the rules quick for anyone who is listening to ListCast for the first time. I don't know why this would be your first time. We've been doing this for so long. You yeah, should be yeah. fucking up on it by now. But this is a hot topic. It is. It's a hot topic. It's going to be exciting. Might catch some browsers. Just people being like, hey, I want to hear about some nutso celebs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, a lot of people just this? Google celebrities and don't want to have to read about it, so they'll mm -hmm. listen to a podcast <laughs> instead. That's right. So if you're... Those people are maniacs, by the way. I bet a lot of them are like, because I kind of do that, like insomniacs, like you're just kind of yeah. like, you're like, wait, why is, uh, what's bad about, uh, you know, this thing? And then you look at it on a podcast, you're like, oh, okay, now I know something about, uh, you know, uh, why did old dirty bastard run on stage and say something <laughs> during Sean Colvin's acceptance speech in, at the Grammys in 1996? Yeah. I just always, if I'm researching, if a video or a podcast comes up, I'm like, eh, if I need to. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I'm looking for articles yeah. and things of the like. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, So let's talk about the rules. We each brought five picks for most eccentric celebrity of all time. 
We're going to go through those picks one at a time, explain why we picked them, why we think they belong on the list. That'll take us to a list of 15, which that's a whole fucking lot. That's a list. Yeah. So at that point, we take turns cutting two each from the list. You don't have to cut your own. You can. Sure. I've cut my own before. And after everybody cuts, after all those cuts, that'll bring us to a list of nine. Then the audience gets to save one. We haven't picked who's doing the save. Uh... What word should we have them message to us right now in order to, whoever does it first gets to do the save? Uh, blood sport. Blood well, sport. Yeah, fuck yeah, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing pots with this guy, by the way. Yeah. Ron's great. We're, we're really just thinking on, on very similar, similar uh, lanes of thought here. All right. Who do we got? Kyle S. and David Silva. Uh. So Kyle S. is doing our save. David Silva. On the backup, drug free, so put the crack up. Mm -hmm. It's a Marky Mark reference I like to make every time <laughs> I say that. It's a good reason. And David Silva, there we go. So after they do the save, that gives us a list of ten. I post it on Patreon, and the listeners vote. Okay. And we're we're going for top five, but whoever's pick is number one. You get that fancy fucking thumbs up statue. Sweet. That I think everyone. I I think one of the most sought after awards. Oh, yeah. You can use it as a credit in oh, a yeah, yeah. book show. Sure. It's it's yeah. second only yeah. second only to a piece of the aggro crag. Right. Yeah. Aggro crag. Three-time list cast winner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put those on your mantle, everybody. All right. So, and those are the those are the rules. Should we get into it? I think we should. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Ron should go first. Just for last last list cast we got all out of order yeah, and I okay. ended up it just really really threw we me. We can't off. thrive on chaos. No. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll Semi-chaos. Semi we'll go in reverse alphabetical. Ron Rivers Adam. Yeah, my shit. There we my go. My shit dad wrote a really terrible song called uh, Organized Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you do know that's real stupid, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's uh, what we're hey, semi-doing. The whole world's about contradictions, man. Yeah. yeah. Was that an Illuminati reference? I mean, probably. That's a deep cut, everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry. This isn't conspiracy, the show. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm gonna. My first pick I'm going with is uh, Dennis Rodman. All right. Oh, is Dennis Rodman weird? Uh, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, he pierced his dick. Uh, not that that's that weird, uh, but then he talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. He also became friends with a horrifying dictator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. tried to uh, create peace talks. Yeah, well, you know, good on him. You know, if anybody's gonna uh, be able to do it, it would definitely be uh, a, a piston slash bull. Yeah, I think. Have you ever seen Dennis Rodman talk about North Korea? Like he starts crying when he yeah, talks he gets about teary -eyed. North Korea. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they're the only country that doesn't see him as some kind of freak show. When you know secretly they see him as some kind of freak show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they like him. Right. Yeah. Because in their worlds, they they don't get a bunch of freak shows. They've got to have the same haircut as their dictator. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman, one of my favorite Rodman memories. He was on this show, and so a fan actually tracked down the not this show. No, not this okay. show. <laughs> but uh, he was on this show that was like a battle of the network stars kind of thing. Oh, sure. Where yeah. it was like athletes and actors doing physical challenges and shit. Yeah. And his whatever he was doing involved rock climbing, and he successfully completes whatever he's supposed to do, 
and then starts like hooting and hollering and celebrating and his rope starts swinging back and forth and he fucking slams into the side of this mountain. Oh, he George no. of the jungle himself? And is knocked unconscious. Oh no. And is just dangling in the air. <laughs> and if you look on YouTube, you can find oh. it because a listener did find it eventually and posted it oh. somewhere. Oh my God. But yeah. Dennis Rodman, he was a weird one. He married himself. Remember that? Yes, he had a wedding dress and everything. He also uh, fought uh, Diamond Dallas Page and uh, the mailman Carl Malone in a tag team match at, uh, I believe it was Bash at the Beach 1998 with uh, teaming with Hulk Hogan. He had a name in wrestling. He was the Worm, Dennis the Worm Rodman. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. he was in the most horrible action movies in the world. Ooh, yeah, yeah. With uh, the oh, skydiving one. God damn it. Who's he in that movie with? Van Damme. Oh, it is Van Damme. Oh, hell okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For I'd... some reason, is that called like double? Double team. Double team. <laughs> what? I always get. There's. What's the one with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans? Oh, Bulletproof. I always get, and I have a movie coming up that's called Bulletproof that's not this Bulletproof, but I always get, for some reason, Double Team and Bulletproof mixed up in that's my so head. so interesting because I really liked Bulletproof and Double Team, not so much. Yeah, I've seen, I saw both huh. of them at some point in the 90s, but I've forgotten the plot of both. <laughs> yeah. just get them, I just get them mixed up. Yeah, and as Dennis Rodman being as outlandish as he was really kind of overshadowed the fact that he was a fucking great player. Too. Yeah, one of the best rebounders. I was of gonna all say, time. I yeah. think he is the all time. Is he not? Yeah, he didn't score a lot of points, but man, rebounds, defense. Yeah, yeah great on defense. Yeah, that was a that was a trivia question. I was back in my uh, in my hometown in Auburn, Alabama, and that was uh, one of the trivia questions was all time uh, rebounds leader, and it is still to this day, I believe, Dennis uh, the yeah, one Rodman. I believe so. Yeah. So that's a good pick. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. He's he's still and he's still rocking the the, the double nose ring. He's got the got the crazy colored hair. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, he's still he's still hanging on, man. He sounds like he's losing the ability to talk. He a does. Bit. When he talks, he's like <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, just talk slower or something. Too many, too many cigars, man. His tongue's falling off. Could be. <laughs> Rivers, who's your first pick? My first pick is a very easy one. Uh, so, uh, in, uh, when they were in their early twenties, Andy Samberg, uh, Yorma Tacombe, the boys, uh, they're filming a comedy sketch on the streets of Los Angeles. This is before SNL. This is before the hot rod and, and pop star before the fame. And they have a staged fight in the middle of this, uh, sketch. And so they're kind of pretending to beat the shit out of each other. And a car, uh, screeches up beside them and, uh, a man hops out and tries to break up this fake fight. And that man's name Kiefer motherfucking Sutherland. <laughs> Kiefer uh, goddamn Sutherland. <laughs> I remember that story now. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so Kiefer Sutherland, you know what? Like, South Park obviously kind of nailed down Russell Crowe as being this, like, adventuring uh, uh, man who loves to get into shit. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland is the American version of that. And it's, uh, yeah, he is, uh, so uh, the three of us all live in Los Angeles, and I, I live in uh, East Hollywood. Uh, one neighborhood up from East Hollywood is Los Feliz. And if you spend any time in Los Feliz, uh, especially if you're at the wa- local watering holes, uh, eventually you'll see Kiefer Sutherland drunk and <laughs> at a bar. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, kind of the mascot of Los Feliz in a way. Him and Jeff Goldblum, they're kind of uh, they're kind of one and two on the- That's exciting. I need to get to Los Feliz more. Yeah, dude. Los Feliz is dope. But... I need to uh, meet. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. He was such a hero of mine. Were you a 24 fan? During the Bush years, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, my, uh, so in, in 2009, uh, he headbutted a fashion designer who made a lewd comment about Brooke Shields. Uh, <laughs> who's, nice. Was great. Uh, so that's cool. Any, anybody who headbutts a person? Just in general, that move is so that's, gangster. Yeah. That's a crazy ass move. There's, 
not punching or shin kicking. And or we're sure, their we're sure that fashion designer was a man, right? Huh? Uh, I, I would assume so. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> could could not. Hey, you know what? If you talk if you talk with Brooke Shields, I don't care what is between your legs. I'm fucking you up. Uh, <laughs> That's a quote from Rivers Langley. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> write it down. No, uh, and then of course, uh, I mean this this is a well documented incident. You can find it on YouTube. It is a video that brings me joy when I'm feeling down. Very simply, type in Kiefer Sutherland Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Yeah, it, it's the fucking greatest clip. He's at a hotel in London, and uh, an English guy goes, uh, "Hey Kiefer, you're a pirate, man." And Kiefer is shit-facing, he goes, that would, that would explain everything. And then he jumps into a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. In real life, this happened. He is a magic man made of uh, beef and alcohol. And yeah. uh, I love that. Kind of an asshole, too. I'm but. sure, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I would, I'd put the caveat with everybody on my list, personally. I don't want to oh, hang yeah. out with these people, but to observe <laughs> them, you yeah. know? There's a couple of people on my list that are definite assholes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that is, uh, yeah, that is Kiefer Sutherland. And storytellers, that's my favorites. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for my first pick, I don't... I don't actually know a whole lot about this dude. Uh, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my pick is Jared Leto. For a second, I thought you were going to say Suicide Squad and that we were going to fight. <laughs> I did defend Suicide Squad on a podcast on this network not too long ago. But uh, that's kind of why I'm picking Jared Leto, because of all of the behind-the-scenes shenanigans Yes. That happened while filming Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, sure. When he would not break care. I always, I know people are really annoyed by actors who do that, but I'm always fascinated by an actor who refuses to break character yeah. no matter what. Well, we kind of uh, talked about for uh, a second ago about Christian Bale and his kind of like explosion. And I think a lot of that is because he's that kind of guy. And, you know, the movie, I think he was in was the terminator salvation and so like kind of his frustration i think was that he was like deep in his character and all these people were kind of like you know yeah just kind of fucking around and he was like hey i'm trying to pretend to be a robotic super soldier all right, right. chill out yeah. meanwhile people were just trying to live their fucking lives on the set of suicide squad <laughs> yeah and he was <laughs> jared leto's mailing motherfuckers live rats he mailed margot robbie a live rat did he mail somebody his pubes or he something weird? He mailed people anal beads. That's what it used was. Used condoms. Yeah, which, yeah. How do you even get uh, that? Isn't that hazard? Yeah, that's isn't, illegal. Isn't that the postal inspector's job to make sure I'm not getting <laughs> fucking used condoms in the mail? I don't know. Do they can they X-ray that? Do they have a dog? A did the cum, Joker did they, get to them? Do they have a cum sniffing dog? <laughs> <laughs> cum sniffing dog. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, that a Johnny like Cash? Old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cum sniff. Uh, and yeah, I also I like his dedication to that shitty fucking band of his. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Thirty maybe? Seconds to Mars. I is that a shitty band? Band? I don't. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They, he's got this. There's this documentary. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but you can find it streaming. It's a Thirty Seconds to Mars documentary. Sure. In the first half is Jared Leto and Co. fighting with their record label because they want to release the album they want to be able to release. And that part of the documentary, fascinating. It's so good. Yeah. And then they get to recording the album, and it's like, whoa, the record label was right. This it's is just Leto farting in a bathtub. Yeah, this is bad stuff. <laughs> you, the, I am now on the record label side. 
Uh, <laughs> Which is a rarity in almost any situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Jared Leto. I like a method actor, especially one that sticks to a character as crazy as the one he played in Suicide Squad, which I thought was an interesting take on the character. <laughs> um, I do not. Well, that's not true. I think he did fine for what he was given. I think the script was a piece of shit, and there wasn't much he could do. Same thing with, like, people have hate Hayden Christensen, but honestly, I, I don't know how the fuck he would have made any of that shit good. I don't, yeah. You would have to be, well, you would have to be Ewan McGregor's skills level to make anything good in that situation. So, yeah. you yeah, know, I, I don't blame Jared Leto in that situation. I think he did the best he could with not good stuff. Yeah. Although, and I do think he's a good actor. <laughs> I, like I, what else is he? In? Oh, he was in the Blade Runner thing. Re Requiem for a Dream. Blade Runner, Rec Requiem for a Dream, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah, 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 yeah okay. Did he get nominated for an Oscar for Dallas Buyers? I believe Club? so. Is he in Mighty Ducks? What? <laughs> Mighty <laughs> Ducks Something. Six. <laughs> no, like it, it, what? What kid movie is he in? I know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't oh, know that much. Uh, about fuck him. me. All right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody in the comments. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ron, what's your next pick? All right. This one is a big one, I think. Is uh, we got Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, goop. Goop. Sure. Pass the goop. goop. Fame. To told Pass ladies that to goop. steam their vaginas. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Several, several injuries. <laughs> what? Because she said that it was what? it's the best way to to uh, even out a woman's hormone hormones is to steam with their. Vagina with, with a with like a an really expensive thing that you could buy there. Oh sure, sure. I'm sorry, I can't goop. reach the sound effects board right now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to everyone listening. You, you're looking for your auga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. There it's for go. steamed vaginas <laughs> all yeah, around the um, world. What else? Uh, they had a thing. They had a gold. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a gold. The egg? The jade egg? Well, oh, there's the jade egg, but there was something else that was $125,000. Right. That was a gold, like, bullshit item, like a toilet seat or some shit like that. Okay, yeah. My only yeah. issue is with that is, like, Maxim used to do that, too. Like, I would read, like, a bunch of men's magazines... If you read those, they're like, hey, don't you need this $1,500 golf club in your <laughs> right, life? Right. And it's like, who the fuck do you think I am? You know, yeah. you know what would really get your weenie waxed? A Lamborghini. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, they also don't tell you to steam your vagina. That's Yeah, she did the jade egg thing. <laughs> uh, I didn't know about this. She's scenes. also an anti-vaxxer. Oh, good. Uh, you don't know about Jade Egg? It was the operation between her and Obama to oh, pull a false flag operation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Jones talks about that yeah. one. Yeah. Operation Jade Egg. Well, you know, we uh, we mentioned before we started rolling, uh, Ron, about her uh, suggesting that the best way to improve your life is to build a rock pizza oven in your backyard. Oh, yeah. You know, things normal people can And, do. and she frequently com uh, comments that she is just like the common woman. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, then sure. goes and spends a forty thousand dollars on a hotel for like a weekend. Right, right. Oh, and then also the uh, uh, the matter of her divorce, which she, I believe, referred to as a conscious uncoupling. She named her fucking oh, yes. kid Apple. Yeah, and Moses, Moses and Apple. Yeah, yeah. I guess Moses is a name, but come on. Yeah, get out of here. Moses Malone. He was a basketball player. Man, what if they? What if she named her kid after Moses Malone? Okay, then that'd be that really would be cool. fucking amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't think she did. I doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I highly doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. That's a good pick. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Rivers Langley. Oh boy. Who you got I am next? Throwing down the gauntlet here, gentlemen. Uh, oh my. Look, we're uh, we're all looking for one thing, okay, and that's freedom. 
facing real exciting energy developing out of miracles. We're talking Gary Busey, <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, uh, oh, man, this is such a good one. Busey, yeah. uh, so Busey uh, uh, got uh, nominated for the Buddy Holly story, uh, and uh, that was his... Uh, brief brush with uh with academy uh gold and stuff like that he is really great in that you ever he's, seen it yeah hell yeah, yeah he's great he's really and he's good been good in a couple of movies he's been good in oh yeah he's, he plays a good bad guy he's the only thing i yeah. like about predator too he's uh badass in uh, uh point break obviously he's in a lot of good movies um but, but he is wackadoodle he is wackadoodle and uh, you know partially for a good reason and that is that uh he uh skidded uh, most of his brain on wilshire boulevard in a motorcycle crash which is why he's got the giant fake teeth and everything like that yeah uh so i that, remember when that like i'm old enough to remember when that happened and i was like yeah. oh gary Busey's gonna die yeah yeah and, but he ended like up, he was still alive <laughs> two years right. later and i was like what yeah but he ends up living Who is this person yeah uh, so I have just like a couple of, a couple of little quotes that I pulled from this, uh, this article about him. Uh, so this is a quote. He says, uh, right after, <laughs> I, get my, I can't wait to hear this, uh, imitation. Right after I did a Buddy Holly store, a movie where I received an Academy Award, a fellow who looked like Beverly Hills Cowboy showed up at my door. He told me I was, he was going to be my manager and he had a gift for me. It was a blue box from Tiffany's and in the box was a rock of cocaine as big as 50 cent piece thick. And he carved, he carved my initials into it. <laughs> So that's nice. how he starts his Hollywood career. Um, he's uh, I, I referenced it earlier. It's not the Adam Sandler movie, uh, and I maybe there's a Jet Li movie called Bulletproof too. But uh, it's not it's neither of those. It's a 1988 film called Bulletproof. Uh, so and the reason I bring it up is because if you just want to demonstrate that the man was insane long before the motorcycle accident, just watch Bulletproof or go on YouTube and check out just the clips. It's fucking amazing. And uh, he's clearly the whole movie is trying to get over this catchphrase. And so he keeps saying it over and over and it never caught on. So it's just real weird where like at one point he sees these two guys, they're sitting on the back of the Jeep with a 50 caliber machine gun shooting at birds. And he kind of sure. like creeps up As behind them. He's trying to steal a super tank. It's not a good movie, but he's, <laughs> he's creeping up behind him <laughs> and he steps out from behind a bush and they're shooting at these birds. And then uh, they, they stop and they see him and he goes, Hey, Bird season's over, butthorn. <laughs> butthorn. <laughs> butthorn. And he keeps saying it. He kills Danny Trejo at one point after calling him a butthorn. You sure you didn't just see this on cable TV? <laughs> No, at some point. No, I saw. I have the DVD. I bought the DVD. Wow. Of course you did. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Like a total fucking butthorn. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, in 2008, an 11 year old reporter at the Oscars uh, asked Gary Busey a question, uh, and he said, "I don't understand you. What are you asking me?" What are you asking me? I don't understand the question. Because <laughs> the 11-year-old was talking like an 11-year-old. Right, right. And then when he finally got qu clarification on the question, he said, well, guess what? They're not celebrities. They're idiots. They're losers. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Uh, oh, so he was shooting a movie where supposedly he had to he had to come back from the dead. Uh, and this is, this is a quote from somebody. We were shooting the movie, and Gary was supposed to come back from the dead. And, of course, Gary Busey supposedly had done this in real life. He'd been in an accident and came back. So he showed up on set that was made up to look like heaven. And he looked around, and he said, I can't play this scene. <laughs> it's nothing like this. I've been to heaven. It doesn't look like this. That sofa's all wrong. The mirror is ridiculous. They don't even have mirrors in heaven. This is crazy. <laughs> Gary Busey <laughs> didn't go to heaven. No. 
<laughs> he was he going to went hell. to hell. <laughs> and there were a lot of mirrors yeah. where you looked back at what you've just done. Yeah, I buy that he died and went somewhere. It's just the heaven part. I'm, you were in hell. Yeah. Come uh, on. Last little Purgatory note, at the worst. Uh, he fired Tim and Eric from Tom Goes to the Mayor. Uh, they had. I don't know any of those words. So uh, Tim and Eric of Awesome Show, Great Job, uh, Fame, previously had a cartoon called Tom Goes to the Mayor. They had Gary Busey on as a guest voice. So he's not doesn't work for the show. He's just as a guest, and he got mad at them and fired them from the show they run. <laughs> like he <laughs> locked himself in their office and just wouldn't come out. Tim Heide <laughs> Tim Heidecker said, "Quote: It was a horrifying experience. He threw me out of my office." He yelled at me and called me every name in the book. Just treated us really poorly. He ripped apart our scripts. It was four or five lines for a voiceover. And I was like, just go and do those lines. And it turned into four hours of chaos. Yikes. Gary Busey, I love it. <laughs> it's a good pick. Yeah. And uh, I even mentioned I'm with Busey. Great show. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've seen that. It was a reality show where they followed around his assistant. And it's awesome. <laughs> uh, For my next pick, this is sort of an unconventional pick. I don't think people think of this guy as being all that eccentric but i'm gonna go with neil young Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, i know nothing about neil young except for that he made uh the leonard skinner mad uh, right skinner. because yeah, he yeah. called them out for supporting racists yeah uh and there was that that yeah. part was really cool he had one of the most fucking social justice warrior rock feuds of all time yeah for gotta sure. fucking love that yep but i neil young is eccentric in two ways one he is just the most asshole an asshole can be but it's it's in like cool ways like my favorite neil young story about how much of a dick he can be he was on a tour with steven stills in the mid 70s and he was very unhappy with how the tour was going yeah but neil young doesn't like confrontation that much so in the uh what he did to leave this tour is he left a note on Stephen Stills' bus that said something like, isn't it weird how things that start good don't always end good? <laughs> <laughs> and then the last sentence, eat a peach, Neil. Oh, wow, okay. Eat that, a peach. Is that an Allman Brothers reference, I guess? I, have, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but he, he told Stephen Stills to eat a peach. And just Maybe because the, it looks like a butt? Well, could be. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a Dwayne Allman-ism. Uh, is that uh, why would he drop a Dwayne Allman reference? Fuck if I know, but just hey. because they have a song about peaches. <laughs> well, no, they don't have a song. They have an album called Eat a Peach, and supposedly, uh, supposedly uh, somebody asked uh, Dwayne Allman when he was still alive, like, "What are you doing for peace?" And he goes, "Well, every time I'm in Georgia, I eat a peach for peace." And then when yeah. he died, they named the record after him. But I have no idea what the fuck that means in context of Neil Young. Yeah, who knows? But he was—he would make decisions throughout his career. Like, he's got a, a long lost album called Homegrown that I think is just now finally coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he had recorded it in 75 or 76. Everyone who heard it was like, this is probably the best Neil Young album of all time. Okay. He had artwork made for it, everything done. And then at the last second was like, nah, scrap it. I want to put out Tonight's the Night. Yeah, and Tonight's yeah. the Night is such an insane record. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite Neil Young record, but it is chaos oh yeah yeah well they did the damn record in like three days too they did the record in three days they were high the whole fucking time because danny witten i believe the guitar player in crazy horse i yeah. think that's his name yeah had... uh he had just died right and neil young that was like that record is his 
He even has a song on there that Danny Witten sings lead vocals on. Uh, it's like Let's Go Downtown, right? Yeah, yeah which is yeah. also on the Crazy Horse has one album yeah. that is it's so awesome. fucking good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Neil Young thing is in the 1980s, uh, he got uh, he got signed to uh, Geffen Records. And yeah, I was going to talk Geffen. about that. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, sorry. Well, no, yeah, he got... He he got sued for not sounding enough like himself, enough like Neil Young. <laughs> it's the great. So yeah, like he, everything Wait, he, he got did. Sued. Get this. So like everything he did when he got hired by Geffen Records was just because David Geffen. All right, so like Geffen hires Neil Young, and I believe the first record he put out with them is is it Landing on Water. Yeah, uh, he puts out a record, and basically it's he puts kind out of, all these crazy synth heavy well, records. Well, yeah, well, all of them are reactions to this first thing. So he puts out this record that's like kind of a hard rock album, and then David Geffen is like, "Hey, you know, you're Neil Young. People like your uh, your country stuff." And so he puts out a straight up Nashville country record with Willie Nelson, and that's pretty good, called "My Old Ways." And then he puts out. Uh, they were like, "This is this isn't rock and roll." So he puts out a, a doo wop rockabilly album <laughs> called yeah. "Everybody's, Everybody's Rocking." That's great. Like the best thing about all of these so is that it's he's literally just showing i can do any kind of music kind of and then well the craziest one that, is trans but also it being was sarcastic. more that he didn't want to be told what to do it was yeah. he was uh, trolling david geffen yeah. which yeah absolutely fuck david geffen and yeah like, trans that's hilarious he make he made like a fucking craft work album dude you have to you nowhere. never heard if you've never heard trans i have you, never heard it, it. is mind-blowing it's neil young singing through vocoders the whole thing is vocoder. It's all keyboards yeah it sounds like the blade runner soundtrack <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> dope. it's nuts yeah transformer man that song is uh transformer man. <laughs> like it is one of my favorite records and then he does reactor and then he gets his ass fired <laughs> i have <laughs> it goes back to water brothers i don't know i hope i still have it somewhere but i used to have a neil young bootleg where he was on the tonight's the night tour yeah and he was playing just that album right. and neil young he'll do that like i saw him once yeah yeah he wrote a like rock opera about the environment greendale greendale which is kind of good i like and greendale i liked it a lot yeah. and when you if you went and saw him on that tour he played that fucking thing yeah. in its entirety you ain't here an old man yeah fucker go <laughs> yeah you can shout for heart of gold all you want but yeah, you're hearing, hearing fucking it. cuts from greendale yeah yeah and on this bootleg from the tonight's the night tour tonight's the night is on that album twice yeah yeah and he plays tonight's tonight in its entirety which opens with tonight's tonight and then ends with tonight's the night yeah so by the time he gets to that second tonight's the night everyone in the crowd is like will you fucking play something we've heard before right right because he's gotten all the way through the album so after he plays tonight's the night for the second time he goes all right here's something you've heard before and he fucking plays tonight that's the night hilarious again. i love that <laughs> i love that so much so he is batshit crazy I think he is he's yeah. just antagonistic he, he also uh at one point was part owner of the lionel train corporation he's fucking obsessed yeah loves trains. With lionel trains yeah oh he uh, murders people secretly builds all of his own electronic gear and when he cars too he yeah. builds cars but when he travels he carries this big red pedal board yeah. that access that he runs his guitar through and he built all of that also when he was fucking with trains he has a son who's in a wheelchair and can yeah. only move his head he fucking built a thing that allows his son to play with trains just by moving his head moving his head yeah that's, that's actually amazing you, you've heard the thing yeah. about trans right like because his son is uh right. severely autistic and like he could actually he found that he could communicate 
better through a vocoder to his son. Like his son liked the sound of his father's wow. voice through a vocoder. So there's like, in addition to fucking with David Geffen, there's also like a really sweet like underlying thing about trans. Yeah, I don't, it's 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 one of those records that I found because you know obviously I'm I'm uh, I have a uh, a white dad in his fifties, so I heard <laughs> a shitload of Neil Young in my youth. I love Neil Young. Yeah, but I didn't become aware of trans until I was in college. I found it at a record store. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I put it on, and I just became kind of like mildly obsessed with him because like this, I was like the thing with Neil Young, and there's a lot of this that runs through rock and roll, like Bob Dylan comes to mind as well, of people who they have some semblance that they're a genius at an early age. Like, either someone told them, or, I mean, Neil Young wrote Old Man when he was, what, 24, 24, yeah. and there's so much more. Like, you know, he was a wonderkind, and he was aware of that, and if you stretch that out all over a long enough timeline, you get Van Morrison, Bob Dylan, Tom Waits, like, you get these kind of eccentric I almost put characters. Tom Waits on my oh, list. Oh, Waits yeah. is the... Wait, nobody kayfabes, matched. and I'm a wrestling fan, nobody kayfabes better than Tom Waits, baby. Yeah, Tom Waits is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. Great really pick. young man, Ron. Oh, sorry you about next? your house, Neil. His his house. Oh burnt yeah, down. and his house just burnt down. Yeah, that fucking no. sucks. But he also just married Daryl Hannah. Yeah. So sorry and congrats. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, Ron, what do you got next? Uh, I decided to go with Mel Gibson. That is controversial. That's short for <laughs> controversial. Saves me time when I talk. Uh, we <laughs> talk about Mel Gibson. Well, I mean, he, the, first off, there's the radio conversation where he literally says. Every slur that has ever existed <laughs> in, like, a, a sentence. Yeah. Uh, yelling at his uh, wife and uh, hoping that she gets hurt by many, many other ethnicities. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the time when he was drunk and he accused the Jews of running the world. This is great. Started thought, all the wars, Ron. They starting started all, all the wars. Started all the wars. Started all the wars. That's yeah. what it was. This yeah. is great. I thought you were going to be like, okay, so racism and anti-Semitism aside, here's what he... No, we're just going straight for the... No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, it doesn't seem like there's much else that he has done. It's just that he's a loud, crazy racist person who gets caught being loud, crazy racist person Frequently. And they just keep uh, letting him back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the... He must be really fucking charming. Yeah. When he's yeah. not drunk and calling he you sugar tits. He also makes a ton of money. Right, yeah. right. Well, and also Jodie Foster still had a little bit of clout when she brought him back for The Beaver. The Beaver is so fucking good. <laughs> I've not seen it. Is it good? The Beaver's fucking dope. I never saw it. I just saw the preview and laughed for a day and a half. Well, yeah, it's a silly <laughs> premise, but it's supposed to be. But that's what makes that movie so good. Okay. It's like, it's a fuck. It's a sad movie. I'm, I'm Mel Gibson's sure. good at a lot of stuff, and it's real annoying. Yeah, he's yeah. really talented. He's like super talented and a scumbag. Yeah. And a crazy scumbag. I, but I appreciate, look. I'm although now, he was a drunk. Yeah. Now I'm going to do the thing where like, push the racism aside. The one like, it's not funny because he is just like screaming and probably terrifying his uh, Russian wife. But it is kind of funny when he goes, because <laughs> I expect to be blown first. <laughs> and then you can get in the hot tub. <laughs> couldn't, he just, <laughs> couldn't he just get blown in the hot tub? I think that's what he like. It, it's, Maybe. It, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that's like a drowning. You might make a mess, you know, if some comes out. We have a lot of cum talk today. Uh, um, I mean, you know, but welcome to cum talk, everybody. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a new pod from Unpopular Opinion. No, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he, uh, 
I don't know. Those tapes are funny. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that like it would be scary if you were married to him, but uh, boy, they're very funny to listen to if you're an unattached uh, dude just listening on your own on YouTube. Agreed. <laughs> Someone in the comments asked if I think I'm being too soft on the beaver. Got to hit that beaver <laughs> harder, Adam. <laughs> uh, also, that's a Leave it to Beaver reference. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. I watched Somebody's Leave It to Beaver old. as a kid. Okay. I'm not that fucking old. That move, that fucking show came out in the 50s. <laughs> you watched reruns? Yeah, I did. As a kid. <laughs> okay. I think I watched one or two and didn't like I it. I fuck with Eddie Haskell. But you know what Underrated I did? Underrated villain. You know, you know what's real weird? It's like I didn't like Leave It to Beaver, but I loved all of those terrible cartoons like He-Man. Oh, well, yeah, those are, of and course. They're horrible. Oh, yeah, they're all bad. Uh, All right. Rivers, who's your next pick oh my next pick is uh it's very easy it's uh it's marty mcfly's dad baby we're talking crispin glover oh no nice. oh, man <laughs> yeah uh someone mentioned earlier that crispin has to be on the list and yes oh of correct. course crispin's on the list okay first of all uh yeah he's uh he's got a castle in the czech republic uh, <laughs> which that's gonna be an re-emerging theme with my last pick look i gotta also be honest with you if i could afford to have like a modern version of a castle yeah i would have a modern version of a castle well yeah, yeah but this is like a real ass castle yeah like this is like he's uh, dracula living in a castle it's from yeah a seven, 17th century castle uh yeah i don't want to live in a 17th century castle because i'm pretty sure plumbing not great yeah yeah you just got the i don't want to shit in a hole oh boy i want to live in a post-millennium Castle. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I really just wanted to talk about his. Speaking of music, his album, uh, which oh, he has an album. <laughs> oh, does he? It came out oh, in 1989. My. It's called "The Big Problem Does Not Equal the Solution. The Solution Equals Let It Be." Uh, what? <laughs> and have you never heard "Clownly Clown"? Of course not. Oh shit! No, okay. don't play it here. No, it will get fucking. We're live streaming. Okay. We'll get shut down. Fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we won't get shut down, but I'll get a fucking copyright okay, thing. Okay, it's and, fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, suffice it to say, he put out a record called Clowny Clown Clown. Uh, and I really wish I could listen to yeah, this right we're, now. We'll play it after we go off the air. Uh, Clowny you know. Clown Clown. No, I'll play no, it. Yeah, uh, clowny, if you're listening clown, to the clown. podcast version, I'll play a clip of it right now. Yeah. And we're back. It's fucking bananas. It's him just going like, uh, you know, I saw it's him talking kind of like I saw a clown and it was it frowned. It was not upside down. Like, it's just it is the most bonkers thing ever. Was this on a record label? Uh, I, you know, probably. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. I mean, there'd be people who would be willing to be like, oh, you were on Back to the Future. I'll give you some money to do a thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it, and, uh, it, it should be noted that for Back to the Future 2, uh, they just got someone else to play him because he was too fucking crazy on the first one. So in the second one, when you see George McFly, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, prosthetics. They have a different actor playing him. Uh, but then of course, uh, his big weird breakout moment is his one and only appearance on the david letterman uh late night with david letterman what uh, happened there okay so he was promoting a film uh i don't even know if this movie came out but he came on as his quote-unquote character from this film where he's just acting real crazy he has a wig he has these giant platform shoes he challenges david letterman to a wrestling match or to yes. an arm wrestling match and then he demonstrates his karate kicks and he gets about half a foot away from David Letterman's face with a big ass <laughs> platform shoe. And David Letterman just stands up and just like takes his mic off. And he's just like, I'm going to go see what's going on with the top 10 list and just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> 
Yikes. And it's like kind of funny up until that point because it's classic 80s Letterman where he's just, you know, he would, because if you don't know, like Letterman back in the day would just bring people on just to shit on them kind of a thing. Yeah. And that was kind of how he made his, his nut, you know? And this was one of those situations, but then like, Letterman realizes quickly, like, oh, no, 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 this isn't Andy Kaufman, where it's, like, a controlled, you know, sort of chaos. Like, this guy is actually crazy dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, definitely check out that record. Um, Oh, he collects antique medical equipment. Uh, So there's that. That's already creepy. (laughs) Yeah. But I know from watching American Pickers, which is such a good show, that there's a market for everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My mom's an antique uh, dealer, but I just like that he's just like, no, I will only collect forceps and stretchers. I met him at the Playboy Mansion on Halloween once. Crispin Glover? Yeah. Wow. How weird was it? It was weird. I mean, it, it wasn't weird because he was just so like, no, no. No, we're not meeting. Like a group of people kind of recognized him all at once. Yeah. Because I was there with a bunch of like internet writers and shit. Uh, and everyone was like, oh my God, Crispy Lover. And he was fucking like, nope, nope. And just fucking stormed <laughs> off. But beyond that, he was just literally standing against a wall, kind of being Crispin Glover. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. All right. Good. Oh, oh, no the last one. Oh, I forgot. I had one more written down. Uh, so. Uh... <laughs> His apartment, uh, back at least back in the 80s, Leah Thompson, who uh, uh, was in Back to the Future, said, said of his apartment uh, that it was entirely covered in black. Black lacquer floors, ceilings, everything. Whoa. And uh, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So his entire... My heart is black. Pitch black. <laughs> All right. My I next, like my room. My next pick, I almost put this guy at number one, and uh, I, 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 kind of, I still feel like I want to, because... But he, he uh, people don't associate this guy with being eccentric i don't think yeah and that's terrence howard oh the man who would be iron patriot terrence howard or warhammer is that what he's called what the fuck is the other iron man war machine war machine sorry terrence howard yeah he was in the first iron man movie yeah and then just got replaced by don Cheadle. like we wouldn't notice that it was odd yeah but uh i like don Cheadle though terrence howard is a weird fucking guy yeah everything about his life is weird i would encourage anyone who is interested in more information to track down the it's maybe 2014 15 something like that maybe a little earlier than that but it's a rolling stone profile of terrence howard where in public in front of god and everyone else says things like he has a theory that one times one actually equals two. And that when the rest of the world finally catches on to his way of thinking, it's really going to change everything. And in the middle of this Rolling Stone profile, while he's trying to convince this writer of this, he and his wife have to keep taking breaks to cut out these plastic sculptures <laughs> that he builds and strings up around his apartment, <laughs> which is part of proving the one times one equals two theory okay that's terrence howard everybody yeah that is batshit crazy he is nuts that is okay. a looney tunes the, the only like math also a big country music fan hey nothing wrong with that yeah <laughs> every interview with terrence howard feels like it could end in a fight like, <laughs> anytime like he always just seems on the edge of being like why are you asking me that yeah sure yeah like <laughs> like it's like it, it's he, he's just so fucking menacing yeah, and yeah. then to know that underneath that all is just a fucking core of 
full-on fucking insanity. And if you read that article, just read, like, his fucking marriage is weird. Like, everything about Terrence's How- Terrence Howard's life is fucking strange. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously his wife is supporting him in the wackadoodle idea of one times one. Even better, I think they were divorced at that point, but she was still there hanging out and Whoa. helping with that. Okay. The only, like, kind of... I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not a math person. Obviously, I'm a, 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 a comic uh, who lives in an apartment with 12 other comedians. So clearly, I don't know math. If I did, I wouldn't be here. But uh, the only, <laughs> the only like time anyone's ever tried to like freak, you know, mind freak me with math, and that is uh, my buddy Wick Hatch when we were seniors in high school was like, all right, so turn a third into a decimal. It's point three 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 three. Yeah. Okay. Now turn two thirds into a decimal. It's point six 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 six. That only equals point nine 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 nine. So one third plus two thirds doesn't equal one. Whoa. But I'm pro- that's probably wrong, and I'm sure somebody in the comments yeah, will tell I'm me sure why I'm a wrong. Well, perfectly is, reasonable. Yeah. But anyway, it is wrong. It's just that <laughs> three is an odd number, and so one divided by three or two divided by three will make. Uh, a repeating decimal, and then once you have three over three, it's still three over three. I've I've stopped following you after I was done saying my <laughs> numbers because I don't know numbers. But Ron's right, I'm sure. Uh, but Just yeah. like one times one is not complicated. Look, it's really not hard it's to two. It equals two. Listen, anybody could mind freak me with math because I don't get it. So. <laughs> uh, so, which also, by the way, David Blaine was a guy I was almost thinking about choosing. Oh yeah, David yeah. Blaine would have oh, been yeah. a good. Decided not to. I like David Blaine. <laughs> He's entertaining, but he is also yeah weird. Oh, sure enough, in the comments they're called irrational numbers. Oh, uh, okay. Kyle S. Thanks, now, Kyle. Doing our he's doing our save on the podcast and on our math. Oh shit! Thank yeah. you so much. All right, all right. Uh, so yeah, Terrence Howard. That's my that's my pick. Okay, yeah, yeah dude's fucking crazy. Good one. Ron, who do you got next? Uh, this next one, I think, is a, a pretty good pick. Uh, we got Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Uh, Steven Seagal <laughs> has... I don't even... He's He thinks of himself as a god. Yes. Uh, at, yeah. At, at one point, he has mentioned that he is, uh, he is a, a, a Buddha reborn. Right. Um, he is Which also, is, in that's real what life, a Buddha is. taken out the mafia. Oh, like, okay. He's, yeah, he's talked about how he's he's had to he's had to kick the mafia's ass mm. when they didn't like uh, one of the movies he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the guy's. I mean, he's a liar. Yeah, but who will never admit that he's a liar? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he gets a little too cocky uh, with stuff. One time, he tried to kick a dude in the balls. <laughs> Uh, and the guy kept turning so that he couldn't kick him in the balls, but Steven Seagal just kept squaring up with him so he could <laughs> kick him in the balls. I mean, it's just, he's just constantly doing crazy, crazy, weird shit. The, the Russia thing. He's, oh, uh, yeah. and he's friends with Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, and, and I mean, when I say friends, I mean, he's gone out to dinners. Uh, when some shit went down with the, uh, the Ukraine thing, he was the person who met people to, like, like bring them in to talk to Vladimir Putin. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. <laughs> well, you want to be safe. If you want to be safe, you employ the best. Yeah. He also wrote a book uh, that everyone should check out called "The Way of the Shadow oh, Wolves." Yes. The deep state and the hijacking of America. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Deep state. 
uh, so we, uh, Ron and I did uh, our podcast, uh, my podcast, uh, about a year ago, and we were going to do an entire Steven Seagal episode. And so I had all this research ready to go. And then the day of, he was like accused of like f- sexual assault by like four different people. And we were like, Gah. so we just kind of were like talked about Hollywood martial arts people in general because <laughs> it was a little gross. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's yeah. A, he's, he's a villain. He's, he's a real life villain. You know, have either of you seen uh, Tom Segura's bit about Steven Seagal? No, I no, haven't. No, I have it's, to look that up. Uh, it's on one of his most recent specials, and he's just he just talks about how Steven Seagal will start like every sentence with, "Oh yeah, I've been in law enforcement for twenty five years." Yeah, <laughs> like everything, like, "Oh yeah, I've been selling knives for twenty five." Like, he's also trained. You've been doing what? An expert uh, <laughs> is an expert with swords. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. on swords too. Not just an expert with swords, but he knows everything about swords. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. Oh, yeah. and the uh, the hair dye situation. Unbelievable. Great. Now people in the comments are just arguing. I'm sorry. I don't actually know math. (laughs) Stop (laughs) arguing. Stop arguing, YouTube. Do you hear me? I'm going to stop it tonight. You watch me, Adam. Yeah, one-third and two-third is not irrational. You guys are wrong. Simple as that. (laughs) I told you I don't know what I'm talking about up front. I I know something. One times one equals two. I told you about a mind freak from 2003. All right? All right, Rivers, what's your next pick? Oh, my next pick. Uh, he is a great man. He is a, he is a wise man. He is a warrior poet man. We're talking about Dennis Hopper, baby. Oh, that's Dennis so good. motherfucking Hopper. Uh, th- that was an uh, in- interpretation, an interpolation, what have you, of his uh, brilliantly improvised. I don't think he did a single line from the script in Apocalypse Now. He is playing the uh, the photographer sent to uh, photograph Kurtz uh, in-, in his compound, and then he ends up uh, staying and becoming his sycophant, his advocate. And right. Mar- Martin Sheen's in the cage, and he's just going, he's a great man. He's a wise man. He's a warrior poet man. He does things. He does these. He 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 lashes out like he's just doing this incredible. And he is high as a Georgia fucking pine the whole time, and it's amazing. Uh, so uh, when you talk about uh, you know the 1970s, you talk about Hollywood's second golden era. Hopper is the all star. I think like he finds his way into so many strange. Hollywood stories. He is, uh, as they say in the South, he is the stick that stirs the drink when it comes to <laughs> 70s Hollywood. Uh, just like some of the things are incredible. Like, uh, so for instance, right here, we've got um, uh, just a just a small list that I've got on my phone here. Uh, he tried to bait police into shooting him while wandering naked in a Mexican jungle. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was in the 80s. That's good. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sounds like he just did a bunch of coke. Oh yeah, he just yeah. Wa- you know not just a lot of these people on the <laughs> list have some some and there's a couple people I dropped because what they did was so horrible. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. While um, they were drunk, that I was like, uh, this is a disease. Yeah. Uh, riding high on fame, brought by the success of Easy Rider, Hopper directed and starred in the last movie, which was shot in uh, Chinchero, Peru, in 1970. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, he. Uh, he had a bunch of orgies and uh, a defrocked priest. Uh, he got a he got a priest's collar taken away uh, because he was uh, he was having too many parties in Peru in the jungle. Uh, <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, dude. Like he's just uh, you know he's just all around uh, uh, just just a great insane person, and he's great in speed. Yeah, he is really great in he speed. He's amazing in speed. 
Yeah. Uh, and easy rider or whatever. But, you know, speed, really. Let's <laughs> Mostly speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's on speed while doing speed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while filming Easy Rider, by the way, Hopper, Peter Fonda, and Jack Nicholson spent a lot of time at the headquarters of a production company called BBS. The secretaries knew how to roll joints and inject drugs, as well as uh, to prepare tables of cocaine for their guests. That's uh, crazy. One BBS executive kept the ashes of his dead wife in a gold dish. One day, while looking for drugs... Hopper, Nicholson, and Fonda snorted the woman's remains. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like that's not true. I mean, it's, it's fucking great either way. It's one of those, you know what? Print the legend. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So Dennis Hopper. That's a good pick. Dennis Hopper. That's, a good pick. That's, that's one. All right. My, uh, which of these am I going to, I don't know which of these I want to, all right. My next pick, I'm going to go with. Jim Carrey. Oh, yes. Which I know won't be a popular pick because some of his eccentricities uh, have probably will probably bring back the plague at some point. Yes. (laughs) But beyond that, talk about a motherfucker who just does what he wants in life. Yeah. For the most part. Like, that's Jim Carrey. He's so fucking outspoken. Like, he's the definition of eccentric. And I think it's because he had. Like, he just found, well, if you, like, have, there's documentaries about Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, the man, on the, the man on the, the Moon one. The main one being the one about the making of the man on the moon. Jim and Andy, yeah. Yeah. And that is the Jared Leto thing taken to an entirely other yeah. level. He ruined his whole life and half a, a per- portion of his career. Yeah, right. well, that's. To a point. Debatable. Yeah. I mean, he maybe missed a movie or two over that. Well, a lot but... of people didn't want to work with him afterwards. Well, he made yeah. Truman Show after that, I think. So, you know, he made Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah, Mind that's, after that's that. True. One of the best point. movies ever. Yeah, I fucking love. That's another one of my favorite that movies. Movie is ever. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, well, and one of the things when they're when they're and they talk go into this with the documentary and uh, just as as a wrestling guy, I knew the back the backstage politics of all that when they're filming Man on the Moon. Obviously, Andy Kaufman had a uh, had a history with uh, the wrestling business and uh, part of the thing with wrestling is uh it's not fucking real uh and right. so jerry the king lawler and andy kaufman had this famous feud that spilled out into david letterman's show uh and all this stuff meanwhile behind the scenes uh lawler loved andy kaufman because yep. he was making him shit fuck tons of money promoting wrestling matches in memphis right. like the biggest tv star in america calls you up and is like hey i want to wrestle for you and lawler's like Great. So they were good friends, and on the set of Man on the Moon, because they were adversaries publicly, and Jim Carrey doesn't understand wrestling, he was just being a dick to Jerry Lawler, who was paying it playing himself. I don't know that he doesn't understand wrestling. I think it was more that that secret part of their relationship wasn't really going to be in the movie. Yeah. I so it didn't. It didn't really matter to him. He is. Yeah. He is a fucking nightmare to Jerry Lawler. Right, right. In yeah. that documentary. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, he's crazier than fucking Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Well, and Lawler even says that. He's like, no, Andy and I were good friends. Like, Andy never treated me like this. He respected the business. And Jim know? Carrey in that not only uh, there's not only the Jerry Lawler stuff, but the stuff where he meets with Andy Kaufman's family. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's unforgivable. I can't even. It's yeah. fucking <laughs> nuts. Yeah. I'm him now. Yeah. Oh, you're uh, Andy's uh, uh, daughter? But it seemed like it was having some sort of benefit for the family. It was just... I guess. It was <laughs> some dark and twisted shit. And if you've never seen Jim that, Andy. that It's a bummer, too, because... Uh, okay, and he's an anti-vaxxer again. Let's uh, sure, point that out. Sure. Uh, right. I have to point out anti-vaxxers. I mean, it's important. You guys are idiots, and we need you off of the planet. Mm-hmm. But sure. uh, 
I met. Yeah, Mel Gibson is a Nazi. Yeah, he needs. We so. need him off the planet. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, but it's with, just his dad was a Nazi. You know. Yeah. So technically, he's like Nazis just in his genes yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like how Beck with Scientology. Yeah, 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 yeah born yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get out. Um, but I met <laughs> I met uh, Jim Carrey on the set of Bruce Almighty. Uh, oh wow! Because no uh, I did extra work on Bruce Almighty. Not, oh, okay. Not trying to brag, guys. Hey, man. Uh, but. Uh, there was a point where they had to uh, take out a mirror uh, because it was reflecting on the camera. So they had to remove the mirror so they could get the shot right. And uh, and they were like, hey, it's going to take about 30 minutes. Do you want to go back to your trailer? Yeah. And and Jim Carrey was like, no, nah, I'll just hang out here. Yeah, sure. And he hung out with all of us. And he was really nice. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I mean, he, he like he made fun of my name. Yeah, uh, and I met a girl whose last name was Lipscomb. I can't even make that up. Her, and she, <laughs> Are she they, was kind the of Alabama Lipscombs. I know some Lipscombs. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and he Shout talked about Vivian. surfing a bunch, and it was just like a normal dude. Okay. And, nice. and on top of that, uh, somebody made a joke about like uh, not being as you know like uh, important or whatever, and he's and he and he just very earnestly said no. Every single person on this set is important. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's one of those things where now he wants us to go tell those stories or whatever. Sure, sure. You know, or or a marketing scheme of something some type. But he just seemed like he genuinely wanted everybody to have the same thing that everybody else had. Everybody got to eat the same food, and that was uh, I asked uh, one of the person uh, one of the uh, PAs about it, and he said he said J uh, Jim Carrey Jim Carrey's rules that everybody eats the same food. Okay. So nice. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you go he. Is definitely nuts. Yeah, but, but he has these moments of, kindness. or he's self-aware that people think he's a wackadoo, and, and he's, he's trying to make up. He's for trying it. to like, you well, know, if you watch that vibes, that documentary, that I think the interviews with him are the most interesting. Yeah, and there's a I, I don't remember the quote now, but there's he says something about having to live as someone other than yourself. Yeah, in public, and like with that quote, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, like that is fucking heavy. Right, right. And just hearing him talking about acting and like how he seems like someone who just takes everything very seriously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also such a great comedic actor. And yeah, Jim Carrey. Dumb and Dumber. It's perfect. Great choice. Um, I <laughs> still love it. I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you that uh, repeating decimals are considered rational numbers because they can be represented as a ratio of two integers. All right. So. Um, yeah. And uh, again, I'm getting called out in the comments for picking Jim Carrey, who is a fucking anti-vaxxer. I would like to point out that Mel Gibson is on this list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yeah. Jim Carrey's a good pick. He's fucking wacky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no denying he's fucking wacky. Ugh. So my last pick is is arguable as a famous person, but is definitely uh, famous if you know about martial arts movies, uh, and if you know about Bloodsport, which was the, uh, the uh -huh. word you had to type, oh, and that's boy. Frank Dukes. So let me just say before you start, Ron, yes. I, just from experience, yes. I'm gonna lay one of these down. Everything that we say from this point on is alleged. Go yes. On. <laughs> Mostly because Frank Duke wants to beat you up if you me, tell stories. Me personally, specifically, yeah, uh, our friend to the to the left here. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I'm uh, Frank Dukes has uh, made up a bazillion stories, much like Steven Seagal. He has trained Marines. Uh, he's taken out sixty four dudes at a time uh, by himself with just his hands. At a time, yeah. Like all sixty four dudes, at once? At, yeah. At, all sixty four dudes attacked him, and he took them down, and they were all Marines. Oh wow! Like this is a conversation he has. Um, 
he's um, uh, first off, it turns out that everything he tells about Kumite, a total lie. Allegedly a lie. Allegedly a dirty fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I met Frank Dukes, and I'm not saying that I could kick his ass. He's a giant man yeah. with hands the size of your like, like two basketballs or yeah. something like that. But. He is an absolute maniac. Yeah, and I was there for that. It's yes. actually uh, maybe I mean you know I uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, Ron hosted a, a notorious open mic. Yes, uh, in the scariest part of Van Nuys. And one night while we were there, and it's great because Ron is such a uh, such an expert on martial arts. He's he's maybe the only open mic host in Los Angeles besides my own co-host on my podcast, Pat Riley, who could pick this motherfucker out of a crowd. We're at the Liquid Zoo, and all of a sudden Ron goes, he's telling a joke. He's like, so anyway, and he's like starting in the joke, and he just stops. And Ron goes, uh, I'm sorry, are you, um, are you Frank Dukes? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just in this shitty bar in the valley. And it is, uh, it's one of my most cherished memories. And I start looking into it for like, cause, uh, you know, I wanted to do a little piece on Frank Dukes and I started looking into it. And, uh, here is all of the things I made a little YouTube video, uh, that is like the biggest video in the history of our show about Frank Dukes that Look I did, that I didn't really intend to be like a takedown. It was like funny to me. Cause I'm like, this guy's so full of shit that it's hilarious kind of a thing yeah because i admire that i actually like you know it's not a person i would seek out to have a personal relationship with any in, in, at all but to watch from afar a guy who is just so full of shit is yeah. really impressive you know that you lead your life carrying around gallons and gallons of bullshit so i did this little like takedown video and it's sitting at like 150,000 views and frank fucking dukes got into my comment section and was like i'll fucking sue you <laughs> Wow. And I said, like, straight up top at the top of the video, like I did here, I'm like, this is internet research. Everything I say here is alleged. Uh, yeah. Because it's all of it's from his book that he put out called The Secret Man. And that he has since. Well, like, how's he going to sue you if it's from his book? Well, that's the thing. He can't because all of it's all public <laughs> information that came from him in a lot of cases. And, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So he uh, basically. Uh, the thing is, the reason this video kind of got popular, it ended up on some sort of stolen Valor Reddit, and then it turned into oh, this. Nice. Yeah, well, for me, I was like, I just did it because I thought it was funny, and all these guys are like, this guy's a fucking liar. He's not a real fucking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do all this shit. So uh, anyway, yeah. So Frank Dukes uh, hates me, and I'm sorry, Frank Dukes. But like I said, it's uh, you know whatever. I like I like you. I, I like. I'm the, sure he doesn't have enough money to to get on the patreon here so we're cool sure yeah sure. probably not <laughs> um yeah i i uh uh he uh i'll just read this one little bit uh during his time uh he went uh, in 1975 which is uh, a fully two years after uh the u.s left vietnam he went back to vietnam and uh <laughs> was fighting in the jungle secretly yeah. uh and uh let's see frank once claimed to have climbed on his hands and knees through a minefield underneath barbed wire in order to rescue a baby that he later turned over to Taoist priests. Also, one of his claims is that he won the Kumite in 1975, and he got this big trophy. What is the Kumite? Oh, the Kumite is, uh, if you've ever seen the film Bloodsport, John claude Van Damme travels to Hong Kong oh, to okay. participate in this martial arts tournament that's not entirely unlike UFC 1, where yeah. there's, like, sumo wrestlers fighting, like, uh, you know, Hoist Gracie was probably at the Kumite, you know, and... Uh, 
but anyway, yeah, he uh, he claims that uh, he won the Kumite, he got a trophy, and he also got a ceremonial sword. And that the reason he doesn't have the sword anymore, the trophy, uh, which uh, allegedly was uh, made down the street from his dojo in Simi Valley, uh, <laughs> uh, but the reason he doesn't have the sword anymore is because uh, he was in the Philippines and there was a bunch of orphans being held hostage by pirates, and he had to train... <laughs> Uh, he had to uh, 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 trade the sword uh, to get the orphans back. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. Like, people misunderstand. When I put up that video, they think I'm shitting on the guy. I'm like, no, this is a celebration, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, this dude and, rules. And, and he's, you know, like, you. we all know a dude or a lady who lies and they have a tell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have a friend yeah. when he lies, uh, he does a little laugh at the end of his lie. He did. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I did a 360 kick, knocked down. 14 football players at the same time. <laughs> 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 uh, and Frank Dukes does that. Yeah. Nice. Dukes rules, man. Nice. Uh, Rivers, that felt like your pick, but what's your pick? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's just like Ron was we, like, uh, we, we were talking about this in the in, in the chat earlier. Because the other one would have been Tom Cruise, but I just wanted to pick Frank Dukes because I just thought it would be so entertaining to talk about it with Rivers. It's fucking Tom great. Cruise yeah. would have been a solid pick. It's, uh, I mean, shit, that, that damn Mission Impossible movie is basically an ad for Scientology. You know? Yeah. Can I jump across buildings when I'm 60? I'll join your, I'll join your pyramid he scheme. Made, he made Edge of Tomorrow, baby. That's a good movie. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. That is one of the best. The new Mission movies. Impossible movie was fucking dope. Yeah, the too. new yeah. Mission Impossible was a lot Tom, of fun. You can't argue with results. I'm saying Xenu is the way. Yeah. 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 Gave um, us back. Yeah, gave us back. And Kirstie Alley. Um, so, <laughs> uh, last one here uh, Nicholas Kim Cop right? Coppola, yeah. uh, AKA Nicholas Cage. Uh, so, uh, Nicolas Cage is uh, not just my pick for most eccentric celebrity. He is my pick for greatest human that exists <laughs> nice. on the planet. Because Nicolas Cage does all of the things that, 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 that us mere mortals can only dream of if we had the type of money and influence of Nicolas Cage. Uh, so, just, just, like, just some brief highlights. Uh, he revealed that he only eats animals that he feels mate in a beautiful fashion. <laughs> So he doesn't wow. eat pigs, he doesn't eat cows because he doesn't like the way they fuck. He only eats birds and fish because he appreciates their mating habits. Nice. Uh, so there's that. Reasonable. He bought the Shah of Iran's Lamborghini, don't know why. Uh, he bought a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull uh, that turned out it was stolen from Mongolia and he had to return it. So he lost a couple million dollars Aww. on that. Um, yeah, he, he kind of went bankrupt, right? Yeah. Buying oh, yeah. artifacts. Oh, not just the artifacts. So he went bankrupt for buying, and I this is all true. Uh, I'll just try to rattle this off from memory. Uh, a house in the Bahamas, a private island in the Bahamas, a house in Newport Beach, California, a house in Newport, Rhode Island, a house, I'm sorry, a castle in Germany, two castles in England, uh, and I think a house in the Hamptons. And he did all of this in like 2006, like yeah. right before the housing market collapsed. And after this happened, he lost all of his money. Oh, I fucked up. The, the biggest two purchases, he bought two properties in New Orleans. He bought a chapel and he also accidentally, without his knowing it, bought the most haunted house in America. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and <laughs> Zach Baggins would beg to differ. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I will go to all those 
haunted houses. None of them are haunted. It's all bullshit. Okay, but anyway, the point <laughs> is, he didn't know it was haunted. That's my favorite part. He only found out it was haunted because he was drinking margaritas on his balcony and a ghost tour walked by and he's like, wait, what? Uh, that's, that's real. Hilarious. That is real. Yeah, that He's part's the greatest great. human. Uh, and uh, he had such strange encounters as uh, he was on a flight with uh, Charlie Sheen. They both had a tremendous amount of coke on them and uh, he uh, grabbed a hold of the intercom system and just started uh, saying weird random shit uh, and uh, and then they landed and uh, they they both got away with it but yeah they he, he uh, sort of commandeered an airplane essentially um, that's fucking great and Mandy he I loved Mandy I haven't seen it yet but I heard good things he bought a shark he bought an octopus he bought a crocodile he has two albino cobras that he bought because he wanted to understand real fear uh, well, that's just so rapper could, shit so there. he could hold yeah. them in his hands uh, let's see. I read off all the real estate. Of course, bad lieutenant. Uh, that whole thing is just insane. He's oh, shit crazy. He bought a nine foot tall white pyramid in Lafayette Cemetery yeah, number two in New that. Orleans. And uh, we, we actually talked. We had a whole Nicolas Cage episode <laughs> of my podcast. So if you want to hear more of this, so he has this giant pyramid in this old ancient cemetery in New Orleans, and uh, the, apparently nothing in the cemetery had ever been struck by lightning, and then they built this nine-foot-tall pyramid, and it has been struck by lightning like a dozen times already. Uh, because <laughs> He's going to come back to life when he's, he's a, buried. There. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and he woke up one time, and there was, uh, he's in bed with his wife. He wakes up, and there is a naked man standing over their bed, wearing his leather jacket, and just eating a fudge sickle and just staring at them. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what, there's no more more of that story. Nope, just uh, he there. helped he helped the guy out, uh, and then uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, and then uh, the big one of course uh, he when he bought the haunted house uh, he wanted to figure out how to like cleanse the home, get the spirits out. You could have talked to Gwen Paltrow. Oh uh, well, no, he, steam its vagina. It, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, no, he, he was in New Orleans, so he talked to a voodoo priest. Oh, nice. He was like, voodoo priest, what can I do? And so Nicolas Cage began just like painting his face black and white and wearing feathers. And like <laughs> on, the, on the set of. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If a voodoo priest told me to do that, yeah, you got to get rid of those ghosts. do it. That's hilarious. But he would show up every day on the set of Ghost Rider uh, and he would have the Ghost Rider mask on. But then he would take the mask off and he would still have a skull painted on his face. <laughs> and he was like, I embodied the spirit of Baron oh. Samidi. <laughs> like, he, hell yeah. He's the shit. I, and also, uh, Vince Neal, uh, the, the lead singer of Motley Crue, uh, like, got in a fight with a lady and Nicolas Cage whipped his ass. So, I like that. Yeah, fuck Vince Neal. Nicolas Cage rules, man. Nice. Yeah, he, but he's, he is uh, bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, my last pick. I'm going to go with motherfucking Prince. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Prince was the definition of eccentric. <laughs> yeah. He's a weird dude. He was a weird dude in so many ways. One way in particular was with his music. Uh, he was prolific. Like, you hear artists who are like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of songs in the vault. Prince had a vault literal vault a yeah. vault that had to be drilled into when he died yeah yeah <laughs> so they could get all of the fucking music he recorded he did nothing but fuck and make music yeah man <laughs> and eat candy and drink tr drink tea and yeah. take opioids his entire fucking life he's a man who knew what he wanted <laughs> he was he was absolutely that he was so, like at some point like you could call him a tyrant 
because sure, sure. he would pull stunts on people like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Alphabet Street video. It's from the uh, uh, his the album that followed Purple Rain. I feel like I remember it a little bit. It's just him dancing. Or no, 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 no. That album, it's not from that album. The Alphabet Street is from the Love Sexy album. Yeah, that's right. And he was about to release an album called The Black Album. Right, right. It actually was untitled, but and this was before Metallica. Yeah, it was just a black album cover. They had it was printed up. It's like one of the most famous bootlegs of all time because they printed it up. They sent them out to record labels, and according to the legend, he did ecstasy for the first time and got it in his head that the <laughs> album was evil. Yeah, yeah and yeah. needed to be recalled. So he fucking recalled the black album. And if you watch the Alphabet Street video. At one point, there's this really thin, almost unreadable line of text that pops up that just says, please don't buy the Black Album, because he replaced it with Love Sexy, right. <laughs> which looks like the album cover of a man who's just taken ecstasy for the first time. <laughs> he's nude, he's fucking beautiful, yeah. there's fucking flowing blankets and shit, probably not blankets, probably sheets. But the other thing about that video, he recorded it you can tell at the last second. It's just a white background and him dancing. Sure. And one of the reasons it looks that way is it was filmed on one of the on the day of one of Minneapolis's worst snowstorms of 1987. And he just got it in his fucking head that hey, I want to film a video today. And yeah, yeah. that meant rounding up lighting people, sound people. Yeah. On a day when no one wants to fucking drive in, like the state is shut down. Yeah. But they fucking came and did it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was Prince. There's. Well, it's the Kevin Smith story. Like, yeah. Kevin Smith filmed an entire documentary with him, and then it just went in the vault, and no one ever saw it. I guess we're going to see it at some point. There's a, there's a book. You have to take it with a grain of salt, I guess, because this book is just interviews with people who worked with him. It's a, it's a, it's a biography, and it's an unauthorized biography. Sure. But it's called The Rise and Fall of Prince. It came out right before Musicology and when he had that kind of resurgence. Right. And there's a story in there about him recording a song during the Sign of the Times sessions. And it's the actual engineer who was in there. So I, I gather that the story is true. Sure. And uh, he like, she said he just walked in. He'd been working on the song for a little bit, plays it. And she's like, it to this day is the best Prince song I've ever heard. And when he walked out of the studio, I was like, that was really great. And he goes, delete it. Oh, what? Just fucking. God damn it. I know, yeah. but that was like that was the kind of shit he did. There's a song on that album also where, and this was her telling the same story. There's a song on uh, Sign of the Times called Forever in My Life. And when he sings, when if you listen to that song, he's singing, but like the harmony vocals are trailing behind him. Yeah. And they were actually supposed to be legitimate harmony vocals, and the engineer fucked something up. Oh shit! And he was such a perfectionist. She was like, "He's gonna fucking murder me." Yeah, yeah. And he came out and listened to it and was like, "I like that," and just fucking left it in. It's the coolest thing. Wow. And I don't, I don't know. The he was the pancakes. Well, thing. and did he also at one point change? Like he changed his name to a symbol. Well, yeah. not only that, but like after that, when he came back again, like in the what mid two thousands. Yeah. Uh, he did Black Sweat. You remember that song? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Right? That thing is awesome. But right. But then shortly thereafter, 
there was a report, and I don't know how true this is, but I remember reading an article that said he'd become religious and wouldn't play any of his songs that had to do yes. with sex. That was, uh, so he came back and started doing sexy songs again. That was yeah. like mid-90s, I think. So then he... No, he didn't. I, I saw him a few times in concert. And yeah, he was a Jehovah's Witness yeah, near yeah. the end of his career. And he came back and he played his hits, but like he wouldn't play Darling Nikki. Right, right. He played Little Red Corvette, which, yeah. I mean, you got to do some research to know what that's about, but that's definitely a fucking song. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he wouldn't curse. He wouldn't play he wouldn't any. Say, like he wouldn't. Yeah, he didn't play yeah, that. Yeah. He didn't play Erotic City. He didn't play any of that he shit, but it was uh, still fun. He's move got your so big ass songs. around this way so I can work on your zipper, yeah, baby. Yeah, he didn't play Get Off. Look, and uh, and, and you know what? Uh, he's obviously eccentric, but he's also uh, the guy who has the best fucking music on the planet. That's he's right. I said the best fucking guitar player of all time. Yeah, man. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, that that I remember watching that Super Bowl where he played the halftime yeah. thing, where it's pouring down fucking and rain. He's playing Purple Rain and it rains, and it was. I literally, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, I and then he Prince. plays a Foo Fighter song. Yeah, yeah just out a, of nowhere. Yeah, yep. It's like what? He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking love Prince. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, I, I'd almost. Say I think this, he also counts as crazy though. So good. Pick. Yeah. Well, I'd say yeah. the same thing about him that I would about Neil Young and Dylan and these other people we mentioned, where it's like Wonderkind. Oh yeah. Out the box genius, and yeah. then just has a long fucking career. Never had a producer. On yeah. any album. Yeah, yeah. Play, Produced all his own shit. Plays every instrument. Yeah. Just a complete master of uh master of uh of his craft. Yeah. And he was yeah. he was near the end of his career. I think what killed him is he was like he wasn't a fake Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. I forgot about that story. The one time he was ever spotted going door to door, uh like Jehovah's Witnesses are supposed to do, right. was during a Minnesota Vikings playoff game. <laughs> Like the one time no one it's in Minnesota is going to want to talk, maybe yeah. even to Prince. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He was, that's when he picked it. He also chose to that. live in Minnesota. Yeah. Minis well, Minneapolis is dope. No, it I is, but that's a Minneapolis. weird place to choose to live when you can live anywhere. Well, he also lived here. He had a house. Actually, uh, he sold his house in Beverly Hills uh, to uh, Juan Menendez. And then he Juan Menendez was murdered in that house by the Menendez brothers. Holy shit. He also rented a house from Carlos Boozer and got sued for painting the house purple. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think he was going to do? <laughs> exactly. That is awesome. But no, I, I mentioned the, the damn the pancakes thing, the Chappelle show sketch. Yeah. He did shit like that. Like, yeah. he was a weird guy who would just, like, invite you over, whip your ass at basketball, and then, then make you pancakes. Yeah, there's... Uh, a story about him playing Michael Jackson in ping pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Jackson is taking the game like really casually. And yeah, Prince, and Prince is, like, is just like, no, no, I'm here to fucking play, play some goddamn you. ping pong. Yeah, well, that, and I think, was very aggressive about. It's it. also so interesting how because we could have included Michael Jackson on this list. I would oh say. Yeah, 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 but, but a lot he's of that also mentally. And it, I feel like some of his shit got a little criminal. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same reason I. That's the same reason I dropped Andy Dick, honestly, because yeah. uh, I started looking up stuff and Andy Dick did, and it was like, oh, he was he literally committed sexual assault. It's fucking sexually assaulted Connor McSpadden. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a terrible, terrible yeah. person. Yeah. So well, that, uh, definitely well, crazy, but uh, yeah, not in a good way. Last time I saw him, me and a bunch of people were leaving an open mic, and one of one of the comics who I was there with. Uh, 
was like, yeah, we're, we were all going to walk down to Swingers in Santa Monica, the diner. And, uh, and Love a, that place. And a, it was great. I do too, great yeah. food. Those cupcakes. Uh, mm. Buddy I was with was like, yeah, I'm also going to Swingers, but I can't hang out with you guys because me and my girlfriend have to have a conversation, like a real serious one. And we're like, all right. And so we just kind of sat there across the restaurant and watched this other guy and his girlfriend have like a very serious talk. And then we just started sending them pies and like things over to the table <laughs> just to fuck with them. And then in the middle of all that, Andy Dick came in and just sat down at the, at the lunch counter. Or at the counter there and was just like, uh, I want a better seat. Why can't I have a better seat? There was like a shitload of empty tables and he was just yelling about getting a better seat. Yeah, he's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, bro, oh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon told a story when Prince died uh, that Questlove took him to go meet uh, Prince and then Prince smoked his ass in pool. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So just he's just he was good at everything. He was good yeah. at everything. Prince yeah. was good at everything. And it, and it's a shame in a way. I mean, I'm not saying he's Except obviously successful. Finding legitimate opiates. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's obviously a success. <laughs> that's that's a fucked up. Joke. That's, that's a good, good joke. joke. That's a good joke. All right. Go Although on. it should he's be obviously noted. it's it's so interesting though that he. I'm not saying Michael Jackson wasn't talented. Yeah. Right. But in comparison, there's yeah, talent wise there's... to Prince, and obviously Michael Jackson was more successful. Right. I mean overall. You know, you would count him as more successful. And it seems like a shame that a guy as good as Prince was not as successful as Michael Jackson. So yeah. it's great that he beat him in ping pong. <laughs> yeah, he beat him in ping And he also, I think... And he was good at basketball? Yeah. He wasn't was he like four foot seven? Yeah. He was five one. Well, you've seen I the believe. Chappelle Show sketch, right? Yeah. There's that Chappelle Show sketch where like Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, and a bunch of people from this club show up at Prince's house. And then him and the Revolution wearing the full stage outfits whip their ass in basketball. And it's like... <laughs> greatest sketch ever and then afterwards he makes them all pancakes and so. you ask why he would live in minnesota yeah it's because if you've ever seen paisley park it's just out in the middle of nowhere and in minneapolis like he had basically a fucking compound yeah yeah and one of the the coolest things about it is he had this uh like glass tower that when he was home, there would be a purple light on right yeah. so if you drove past paisley park oh. and that purple light was on you knew Prince was in. That's amazing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And that yeah. was like, like he didn't have to do that for people. That was just fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a good ending. I yeah. want that. I want to go see Paisley Park. I know Me they, too. They opened it up for tours. I think I'm going to try I've heard. get I'll, out there soon. I want to go see that. I don't know. California is over here slacking on the damn Neverland. I want to see that shit, too. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed to go in there well, the, yet? The Jackson family tried to uh, tried to set up a Hearst Castle situation with uh, the government of California, where it's like, "Hey, we want to maintain ownership, but like we want you to pay for everything." And the government this was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was still the government and the governor, and they were like, "Yeah, nah." No. All right, so we should start cutting. This episode is long. It is. Yeah, long, sorry right? guys, but we got wordy. All right, yeah. who is gonna do the first cut? Uh, maybe you, because we'll go reverse order. Okay, uh, I am going to obviously cut Frank Ducks because no one knows who the fuck that is. Yeah, it's Dukes. No one knows who the Dukes that is. Put up your Dukes. Ron, who are you cutting? Weirdly, I think I'm going to cut one of my own. What? what? Yeah, I think I'm going to cut uh, 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 Dennis Rodman. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Oh, there goes the worm. You cut him in half. Yeah. <laughs> Make that a little smaller so everyone can see it. Sure. Rivers, who are you cutting? Uh, just because I don't want to talk about him ever again. Mel Gibson, going away. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was who I was thinking of cutting too. Yeah, those sure. are the two. I was like, I'm gonna cut two of my own. That's great. Because like swallow. the rest of these guys, I could talk about any of these people forever. I mean, Steven Seagal's a villain too, but yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I am. Oh, I'm torn between these two. 
I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut Dennis Hopper. Oh, okay. Because here's okay. the thing. I was gonna cut Nicolas Cage because it just sounds like he's shitty with money <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> It sounds like he just gets drunk weird. and conned into buying dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's awesome. But Dennis Hopper, it sounds like he just did a bunch of fucking coke and was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, in the eighties, yeah. probably. Uh, Ron, wait, uh, do we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you two have one more cut each. Mm, this is hard because there's so many good, interesting characters here. Um, I think I'm gonna do Neil Young. Oh, mm. roll another number for the road. There you go, Mister Young. That was the first song he played when I saw him do the Greendale tour. So even then, you know, people were like, I don't know this either. Oh, that's my favorite song on tonight's the night. Yeah. I love that I song. I fucking love that song. Yeah. Uh, and Rivers, what's uh, your last cut? Man, uh, uh, I mean, much, mm, you know, much for the same reason. I guess I'm getting rid of Seagal. Just because mm. fuck Steven Seagal, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want him to win anything. He well, is a bad guy. Well, yeah, and he ruins a, 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 a great podcast that me and Ron were going to do last year. Yeah, seriously. All right. So With what, his what did we say? Sexual. Kyle S. doing the save. Has mm. he saved anything yet? That did not come out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> those are all the ones we eliminated. Well, no, that's oh, what oh, yeah, he has no. to save oh. one of those. He He's saves saving Steven Seagal. Steven all right. motherfucking Seagal. Uh, okay, then. All right. So now you two talk amongst yourselves about uh, people who almost made your list but didn't while I put the poll together. Okay. Um, well, the big one, and the reason I didn't is because uh, it's almost – too big and too all-encompassing and i i did I do it I, know I did an entire uh uh goods from the woods episode that you can check out called elvis in the 70s and that's elvis presley oh, yeah yeah, yeah. the elvis ultimate weirdo from way back uh, and I was thinking about Donald Trump, but I didn't want to have like a talk about uh, the president thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's like a villain. I mean, like Elvis, like Elvis is insanely weird. Yeah, but not like nefarious. You know what I mean? Like there's there's people that like much like Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage. The the parallels between Cage and Elvis are are. Are huge. are huge and not just because he married his daughter for a month uh <laughs> which is, is that a crime no but it's like their divorce was three times longer than their marriage it was a three-month divorce for a one-month marriage um but uh yeah it's just it, it's uh especially with with elvis uh elvis and we we talked about this in the uh in the episode we did about all this in the 70s but elvis is what you what you would today call hood rich like you grew up a poor a poor person and, and when he you got all of the money he got all the money and like you know when you grow up uh, uh, poor in like a poor environment, the guys with money wear it on the outside. Like it's jewelry, it's cars, it's 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 yeah. On like that, that tip, I was thinking about uh, Mike Tyson and MC Hammer, but Mike Tyson obviously went dark and is oh yeah you know, yeah yeah uh, sure. And MC Hammer like is now a preacher and is kind of like a isn't really yeah ridiculous. He just when he got rich, he bought like gold toilet seats yeah. and. Yeah, a bunch of other crazy shit. Right, right. Yeah, and wasted wasted all of his money. So I I, I neglected Elvis, but uh, it's not because I don't love Elvis because I'm a big Elvis guy. But I did a nearly two hour long show in which I ate uh, uh, one fourth of a sandwich that supposedly eight thousand calories because Elvis would eat uh, insane things. Uh, wow. This is uh, it's called the Fool's Gold Loaf. It's a loaf of French bread slathered in butter. You cook it for 15 minutes in the oven, take it out of the oven, you hollow it out with a melon baller, fill one side with an entire jar of blueberry preserves, one side with an entire jar of creamy peanut butter, and then put a pound of bacon on top. Jesus. And that's called a fool's gold loaf. And Elvis got the hankering one night and flew a, an airplane, burned 10,000 gallons of jet fuel from Memphis to Denver to get one of these sandwiches, and then flew and ate 
you know, him and his entourage ate, I think we calculated it, it was like 156,000 calories uh, sitting on the runway of Denver International Airport, never left the plane, and just flew back to Memphis. That's crazy. And continued recording Blue that Eyes is Crying eccentric. in the Rain. That is Yeah. Well, if, similar to Prince, you yeah. know, early success, Elvis, uh, uh, That's All Right Mama came out in 1954, Elvis was shit. 21 you know and was called a genius early on and then went on to have a, a fairly you know not not nearly as long a career as say prince or dylan or neil young but long career and uh you know wonderkins over a long enough time period turn really weird you mean like uh cory haim uh oh wait am i thinking cory haim or the <laughs> feldman other feldman's feldman the, yeah haim is dead feldman was somebody i was thinking of putting in because he was famous yeah but then I don't know. Corey Feldman? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Corey Feldman would have been an interesting one. But that guy got... I almost picked Old Dirty Bastard. Ooh. Oh, yeah, which yeah. ODB, that, I think one. I think that would have been a solid pick. But I think there was also some degree of mental illness there. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. That's actually why I didn't go... definitely smoked crack. Yeah. That's actually why I didn't go with Kanye. Um, yeah. I was thinking about Kanye, but then, you know, they recently... Didn't he just, like take his meds and be like, sorry guys, I've, I don't know what I've been doing. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think his wife probably was like, shut up. <laughs> or something, but either way, been, you know, yeah. and he may still be wacky, uh, but oh, I, yeah, I just yeah. decided not to. Include, yeah. It just didn't feel right. Alright, how long should we leave this poll up? I don't know why I even ask. It's always three minutes. Three minutes, guys. Okay. Three minutes to vote. The poll is up on uh, Patreon. Uh, there's a part of me that wishes my friend Craig Robinson uh, oh, from the office. From the office, sure. Yeah, no. Oh, is that Craig's name? Craig Robinson? Is that his Daryl? Daryl from the office. Yeah, that's his real. It's Craig Robinson. That's his real name. <laughs> oh, that is Robinson. not who I'm referring to. Oh, okay. Uh, it's so you're just name drop uh, swallow over. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a kid I went to school with. I wish he'd got famous in a way because then I could tell the stories about how crazy he was. He. Uh, he well did the the joke I did about or the earlier when I talked about the guy who did the 360 kick and knocked down the whole football team. Yeah, sure. that was him. Oh hell yeah! Um, sure. He What's also up, told me he had a um, uh, uh, a twin evil twin brother named Shadow, who who uh, who was an assassin for a living. Is there just one of these kids at every school? Because I had one same similar. type of thing. Oh yeah, uh, another guy. He uh, <laughs> this one's my favorite because uh, he said. He said, I've only murdered two people, but five people committed suicide out of fear. <laughs> yeah. And here's the best part. So at some point, and I, this is the Amazing. guy I used to hang out with because I didn't, I had to not be at home. And yeah, yeah. he had a place I could be uh, where it wasn't my home. Oh, no. Yeah. So I would hang out with him and he'd be kind of mean. He's kind of shitty. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and then one day I just decided, like, I can't hang out with this crazy person. He keeps telling these insane stories and et cetera, et cetera. So I tell him, like, hey, man, he calls me, like, one day to hang out. I go, hey, you know what, man? I've decided that we should not hang out anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sorry about that, but good luck out there. And then I just left it that and hung up the phone. The yeah. next day I go to school, and in my locker there is an envelope sealed in red wax. And I Ooh. open it up, and it is him challenging me to a duel ah, yes that's badass <laughs> that's did you amazing. do it i did not do it i Aww. said what are you doing dude of course we're not going to fight a duel you're what, ridiculous yeah. what was the weapons in the time oh he would have wanted to do martial arts fights oh of course fuck yeah which we'd sparred a bunch of times and i had whooped his ass oh man numerous yes yeah. <laughs> if there was a kid from my childhood that i would have wished got famous it would either be greg tooley who was with me most of my developmental years in seventh grade a substitute teacher gave him a note to take home to his parents, and he ate it. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> in class. Dude, he's a real one. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked with him at Steak and Shake years later. 
<laughs> and on New Year's Eve, he just took a case of steak burgers home. Fuck <laughs> yeah, bro. But then there was also, I don't know this kid's name, but my cousin Ben, who was maybe two or three years older than me, a fucking bully, real piece of shit. He was doing Taekwondo and he was like maybe a green belt or something sure. like nothing advanced. But he was walking around the mall like he was fucking Bruce Lee and picking on a bunch of kids. And this kid who must have been like 12 years old just fucking drilled him in the face and almost tore his goddamn nose off. Oh, wow. There was so much blood. And I've just wanted to follow that kid for at, like, <laughs> I wish I. I wish I had just put a tracker on him <laughs> so I could just know tracker. how his fucking life develops. <clears throat> That's awesome. Who knows? Uh, how long has it been up? Oh, it's time to refresh. Let's see who won. Here we go. Let's see what happened. Oh. Oh. Oh, I got the trophy. It looks like Gary Busey won. No, no. Nicholas scroll down Cage. to my man. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Kim Coppola. One. Nicholas Cage. Pride of Santa Monica. Followed by Gary Busey. Yeah. Followed by Prince. Oh, come on. Prince deserved better than that. And uh, who is in third? Is it Crispin Glover? Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. like Crispin Glover. I, yeah. I would have thought Gwyneth Paltrow would score a little higher. Oh, um, did Crispin... Uh, oh, Jared Leto. It looks like did well is... Too, yeah. Jared Leto is five. None of my guys did good. <laughs> who, who didn't? It? Steven Seagal didn't Only do got that three. well. We could have dropped him. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, I, I almost cut Kiefer Sutherland. He's yeah. just a fucking drunk. Yeah, but that's like fun. Terrence Howard, I, I feel like if he was more famous, you would have yeah. got more votes for him. If he'd been, that is some weird shit. If he's he stayed super on, weird. If he'd stayed on for Iron Man 2 and like yeah. carried on through all the Avengers movies and stuff, yeah, we'd you'd be, get a lot we'd more We'd be having weirdness. a more good conversation. Although he's in that uh, uh, Empire show, which is huge. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I want my Lucius! <laughs> Is no one else watching Empire? I've never, I haven't I, watched it's it. All, I, I have three uh, 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 female roommates who enjoy the show. I've never actually seen it myself. but uh, You're pretty good. Three female roommates? I do, yeah. yeah. How many roommates do you really have? I have three. Three? Yeah. Oh, cool. They're all comics. I, I, I wasn't kidding earlier when I said I live in an apartment complex with 12 comedians. And oh, the apartment complex has 12 comedians. There are 12 comedians, and in my, in my apartment, yeah, there's... Uh, That's there's, amazing. There's four people... Uh, Three, uh, three, uh, lady comedians, lady comedians, female comedians, <laughs> then my, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Rivers wins. You get a trophy. A super duper win. I got one and two. You did. Yeah, you did. Nick Cage followed by Gary Busey sounds like a headline. Yes. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yes. And I almost cut Nicolas Cage. Whoa. Oh, wow, what a mistake. Yeah. What a cavalcade. Uh, so what do we have? To plug before we get out of here, this is a long episode. This is yeah. a long tired. Uh, uh, Nerd Goat, just Nerd listen goat. to Nerd Goat. Nerd Goat, great podcast. It's I, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done in my whole life. You know, it, there, 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 it, it's like uh, we talk about people's favorite fictional character and why they connect. You've done it. You've done it. Yes. And and it's it's just so great to be to have a good time doing it. Your your both you guys' episodes did very well, by the way. Who, who did you uh, who did you pick, Adam? James who Bond. You? Oh, James Bond was your nerd goat. Yeah, okay. Bond. Hell, hell yeah, mine was uh the dude, the the Big Lebowski. Yeah, or no? Well, the the Big Lebowski is no. the, the millionaire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Wait, the actual guy, the actual guy. No, 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 dude, El Duderino. If you're not into the whole brevity thing, that's why. Oh, yeah, sorry. the fictional yeah. character, not the uh, the real life character. It's based on. Yeah, the, the real right. life guy is a night. I, I oh, was yeah. on a show with him. Jeff Dowd. And he insisted that the sound guy play Born to Run in the background during his entire set. 
but then he ran the light by approximately 18 minutes. Whoa. And wow. Born to Run is not that long. Yeah, so yeah. he would, whenever the song would stop, he would stop his set and be like, you going to turn Born to Run back on? Wow. And the story was so boring. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Of course. Yeah. Everything's better when it's fictionalized in, uh, in, in yeah. a film about uh, <laughs> about Taoism uh, uh, and Marxism and all the other isms. Yeah. yeah. It's just a fun podcast, and I'm Fuck really yeah. happy doing it. So it's if you guys want to listen and stuff like that, it'd be really cool. Edit that out, Brett. <laughs> yeah, Brett. Edit, edit him saying, edit it out. <laughs> oh, hey! Well, then now he's not going to know. God damn it. <laughs> edit the whole section. Uh, and, uh, oh, sorry. Go. Delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers, what do you got to plug? Uh, okay, so if you enjoyed this, if you if you enjoy, uh, again, you know, kind of uh, uh, talking about weird people, we actually have a few episodes of my podcast. The podcast is called The Goods from the Woods, and uh, our episodes about weird people are actually the ones I usually tell people to start on. We have Elvis in the 70s entire episode about elvis we have a nicholas cage ep which is i just actually had my old research and just read it really fucking fast but uh we have that we also have uh the one i the other one i left off and that is the uh chris Gaines, which is Ooh, the yeah. alter oh, nice. ego of garth brooks i have the most comprehensive chris Gaines co podcast you will ever hear i i put my history degree to work more so than I ever have in college, actually combing like reviews and interviews. It's insane. Garth Brooks is a nut and a half. Uh, yeah. So yeah, check those out. Uh, we got lots of fun episodes. We put out a new podcast every Tuesday, and uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley. Yeah, I want to go on and talk about Nikolai Tesla. Oh shit, yeah, dude, we'll totally do a Tesla pod. <laughs> yeah, 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 electrocuting elephants, all that good shit. Not yeah. that he was that was Edison, that was Edison but yeah, but yeah, still. yeah. Just another thing Edison stole. Yeah. yeah. And you got a plug. Uh, if you're an Unpops fan, you can check out the episode we did with uh, Adam Todd Brown where we talked about the first ever government or first, last, and only government sponsored rock festival. Yep. <laughs> it's real crazy. Uh, I want to check that out. They have Vortex One. Patreon.com slash Unpops. You get two bonus episodes a week, at least. Usually it's more like three or four bonus episodes for just $5 a month. I've been doing a bunch of solo episodes. Those are my new favorite thing to do. Uh -huh. Feels like I'm addressing the nation each morning. It's, uh, it's so interesting. How do you feel about doing that's that? That's fucking great. I fucking love it. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I don't have a lot of time to go out and do open mics and like work on jokes. So sure. that's like that's I just sit and fucking riff for 30 minutes on news stories every morning and it's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. Um uh one of my favorite podcasts that uh I probably don't need to advertise for only now uh, it's a Dan Dan Cummins uh, time suck. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's him by himself, just talking about a thing and and making up riffs and characters and stuff for it. And I've always thought like how hard it would be to do that as a as a podcast because you know you like with this we're all laughing and having a nice time. You we have an idea if the joke worked, if it yeah. didn't work, if we can make a joke about the joke not working. By yourself, it's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. I like it. It's awesome. It, I, I really enjoy doing it. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've tried to do some things, like, in the past, like, uh, you know, solo, like, we'll do little pieces or something, like, in the middle of the shows. I and, know it's uh, Nicola. I apologize. Yeah, and also, yeah, we have, yeah, we talk wrestling, but it's not all wrestling. Give us another chance, Zach Yates. We love you too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we I'm should. just being such a goddamn shill. Do whatever you want, Zach Gates. But uh, I bet I bet there's an episode for you. Start with ATB's episode, huh? We're All right, we should around. we should get out of here. It's four o'clock in the morning. 
Ron, say goodbye. Bye. Rivers, say goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Mm-hmm.